The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. If you want... You can give me a call. All you got to do is dial 8772072276. Really easy. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. All right. Now, uh, let's see. So last night I taught a Bible study. Hope uh, some of you guys are watching it, checking it out. I am curious uh, to know what people think of the study, the way I teach. It's a little bit different than a lot of people teach. I'm not saying mine's better or theirs isn't or whatever. It's just, you know, people are different. And uh, I like to get into things, do a little bit of theology, and uh, also bring it home. So if you've, uh, you know, you listen and uh, you want to comment, give me a call, 877-207-2276. All right, we've got four open lines, 877-207-2276. All right, now, um, I just want to let you know that we stay on the air by your support. Please consider uh, going to karm.org forward slash donate. Now, i got to tell you something, though, however... You know, <laughs> I might not be accustomed to hearing this. You might want to wait, actually. Wait a few days before you support us because uh, we're going to get out from uh, under PayPal's thumb. And I'm going to be working on it this weekend to uh, set something up and hopefully get things going. I may or may not be able to do that. But uh, some of you may or may not know that PayPal has threatened to penalize people up to $2,500 if uh, they spread disinformation. Yeah. What is disinformation? They don't tell you. And so they can just reach into your bank account and pull out up to $2,500. Why? Well, because they don't like what you say. So uh, that's it. We're done. And we're going to get out of PayPal's, uh, you know, we've been using it for years and, you know, whatever. Uh, plus, uh, well, I won't get into all that kind of stuff. There's just a lot of crud that's going on. And um, we're going to get out of, the, out of it. So there you go. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Why don't we just jump? Oh, the taste Friday, too. And we'll do some hate mail, hate mail later. All right? All right. Let's get on the air with Elijah from Pennsylvania. Elijah, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt Slick. Uh, it's me again. Uh, I have a very, very, very serious topic to talk to you about today. All right. Okay, okay so I just... Uh, Finished talking, finished texting my pastor, and uh, and I and I had texted him, asking him, uh, cause, cause you know, I, I I don't know my church's official stance on this. I asked him this. Uh, I said, "Hey, pastor, I have a question. I don't know our church's official stance on this. Does our church teach that people are saved by faith alone, or faith and works?" And she said, "Faith and works." I said, so you teach that your good works will save you? He said, uh, faith without works is dead. If you have faith, your works will show proof of salvation. Then I responded back saying that I agree with you, but, you know, on that part, faith is a faith, but it, I mean, works is a result of uh, your uh, salvation. But, uh, yeah, then I, then I went on to, you know, quote in Matthew seven twenty one through 23, where the false prophets uh adhere to their good works on Judgment Day, and Jesus Christ rejects them because they didn't put their faith in Christ, they put their faith in the work. But then 
he goes on to quote uh, James, I think it is in chapter two, where where it mm-hmm. says, you know, what does it profit a man? You don't have work. Uh, mm-hmm. Then uh, then uh, uh, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. You know, then, then he tells me to read the whole chapter, and then uh, you know, you know, that's where the conversation ends. So so I want you to know that I'm going to be sending this to my pastor. So sending what? Uh, uh, this, this, this link? live stream. So okay, this discussion. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. So, 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 so uh, please explain, you know, all this. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I can explain it. I need to say uh, right away that anyone who would teach that salvation is achieved by our faith and our works in combination is teaching a false gospel and needs to repent. And uh, if he's going to hear me and he turns this uh, off after this, then uh, he's not qualified to be a pastor. The Bible says to give an answer to everyone who would ask you for the reason that lies within you, First Peter 3.15. Now, when we go to James chapter 2, a lot of people uh, misunderstand what James is talking about. Now, the Mormons uh, will say that we're, we're saved by faith and works. The Roman Catholics say we're saved by faith and works. The, Rome, uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses say we're saved by faith and works. The Muslims say we're saved by faith and works. That we have to show our works in order to prove to God and to merit with faith in the work that Christ has done uh, to end up with uh, salvation. And always, those who teach that that is how you get salvation, always teach that you can lose your salvation. And the reason is because they're teaching that your salvation depends upon your goodness. Uh, you know, your faithfulness, your goodness, it's all about you. It's man-centered theology. It's false doctrine. Let's go to James 2. James 2 says this, starting at verse 14. What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but he has no works, can that faith save him? What faith is James talking about? He's saying a faith that has no works. Now let's go on and see what he, how he elaborates. If a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? Even so, if uh, faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. So this is what they'll do. They'll go to... Uh, you know James uh, 2.17 and people quote it, the Mormons do, the Jehovah's Witnesses do, uh, the Roman Catholics do, the Eastern Orthodox do it because what they don't understand what James is actually teaching and I'll, I'll show you this and I'll contrast it and compare it with what Paul has clearly taught and I can show you from Jesus' words too but nevertheless verse 18, but someone may well say you have faith and I have works show me your faith without the works I will show you my faith by my works that's what's critical if you say you're a believer, let's see it. This is called the horizontal. It's between people. Verse 18 proves it's the horizontal. It's not the vertical between God and man. This is justification. James 2 is justification before people, not before God. And I'll prove that in a bit. But Verse 18, but someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works. I will show you my faith by my works. So what James is doing is saying, I have real faith, and the way for you to know it is to see what I do. Now, that means that they already are regenerate, and we can get into some other stuff. I can talk a lot about that, but nevertheless. He goes on, he says, you believe in you believe God is one? You do well. The demons also believe and shudder. He's saying to the others, well, you believe God exists? Okay, the devil believes, too. You're no better than him. There's no change in you. There's no commitment in you. There's nothing in you. This is what we call in theology, essentia. Ascentia, A-S-C, Ascentia, means mental assent, mental acknowledgement. The devil believes God exists, but he doesn't have fiducia, which is a heartfelt trust of faith in. 
And that's the difference here. What James is talking about in the horizontal letter level is what uh, essentia is. You just say you have faith, but you don't have any works. Your faith is dead. He's not saying you're saved by your faith in your works. He's saying you, you're saying you have faith. Let's see it. That's what he's going on. That's why he says in verse 18, I'll sh- you show me your faith without works. I'll show you my faith by my works. That's the only way for me to know if you're saved or have the true faith and vice versa is by our works, by what we do. Okay? That's why he says the devil uh, believes in uh, God as well. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? Was not Abraham our father? Now notice what he says. Abraham. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac his son on the altar? Justified by works to who? To God? Of course not. God did not consider Abraham's works as something that would save him from his sins. And we know that because the Bible says Abraham believed God, it was reckoned him as righteousness. And that's in verse 23, the next two verses later. Let me get into this. It says, Would not Abraham, our, for, for, uh, our father, justified by works when he offered up Isaac, uh, his son, on the altar? The justification that's being talked about is a demonstration of the faith that he had. This is why, well, I won't get into it. There's a lot of theology here. I won't do it. You see that faith was working with his works, and as a result of the works, faith was perfected. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned him as righteousness. Now, here's the question. What was reckoned as righteousness? It is not Abraham's works, but it's his faith that's reckoned to him as righteousness. This is what justification is. So what James is talking about is on the horizontal, if you have real faith, it's going to manifest itself in real works. And that's why he says in verse 18, you show me your faith, I'll show you mine by my works. And if you don't have any works, you're just like the devil. You just don't believe because you don't have a real faith. He's not saying that the faith and works are what saves you before God. Because in verse 23, he says, and Abraham believed God and it was reckoned him as righteousness. It was his belief that was reckoned as righteousness. So James is talking on the horizontal. Now let's go to Romans chapter 4. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, is found? So hey, guess what? Now Paul is talking about Abraham also, just like James did. In fact, they even quote the same verse. We'll get to that. Uh, so Romans 4.2, if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. So what he's doing here is he's quoting Genesis 15:6, just like James did. So I ask people, what was it that was credited to Abraham as righteousness? What was it? What it was was his belief. If they say his belief in works, they're not believing with this, what the scriptures say. Because the Bible says Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. As James 2 says, Abraham believed God, it was reckoned to him as righteousness. The belief is what is credited as righteousness. Now, crediting has to do with legal stuff. Righteousness has to do with the law. Sin deals with the law, the breaking of the law. But nevertheless... I'm going to read this again and then go two more verses. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. His belief was. Now to the one who works, his wage is not credited as a favor, but what is due. Verse 5. But to the one who does not work, 
but believes in him who justifies the ungodly. His faith is credited as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. You see, our works are filthy rags, Isaiah 64, 6. There is no way that we can walk up to the cross where the blood of Christ is draining out of his body and then nail a list of our good works to that cross and then humbly walk back and say, based on what Jesus did and what I have put on the cross along with him, that's why God will save me. Because of what he did and what I do. So what they're saying is, the blood of Christ in itself is not sufficient to save them or justify them by the faith that God grants to us, Philippians 1.29, and that faith is in Christ, John 6.29. And the Bible says in Romans 5.1, having therefore been justified by faith. And when you go to Romans 3.28, it says, we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from the works of the law, apart from what it is we do. The Bible clearly tells us that our works cannot contribute to the work of Christ because Jesus finished it on the cross and we dare not walk up to that cross with a list of our good deeds, a list of our achievements, a list of our works that we've done even in righteousness and said, and say, these in combination with what Jesus has done will save me. In fact, when you go to Titus 3, 5, he saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. So the works that we do have no bearing on our salvation. They have a bearing on our sanctification. Justification is the legal righteousness of God imputed to us or reckoned to us. That's by faith. And that's Philippians 3, 9. We have a righteousness that's not our own, a righteousness that comes from God, and it's received by faith without works. Romans 3, 28, Romans 4, 5, Galatians 2, 16, and Galatians 2, 21. We'll be right back after these messages. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's get back on with Elijah. Elijah, are you there? Yep, I'm still here. All right, man. Hey, I'm going to read you something, okay? And this is worth uh, everybody hearing this, because we need to understand that our works are not sufficient before God. And if they were then our our filth-stained, sin-stained works are acceptable to God on the cross. And that's not the case. Galatians 2.16 Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus. You know what the works of the law includes? Loving God and loving your neighbor. And Jesus references this in Matthew 22.37. Uh, he quotes... Deuteronomy 6, uh, 5, the love of the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he quotes Leviticus uh, 19.18, uh, where it says, uh, love your neighbors yourself. He quotes that two verses later in Matthew 22.39. And he says, in this is all the law and the prophets. And yet, the Bible says, knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, the summation of the law is loving God and loving your neighbor. Loving God and loving your neighbor does not save you. A lot of people don't know that. 
You don't have to love God and love your neighbor to be saved. You trust in what Christ has done to be forgiven of your sins. That's what you're supposed to do. And when you're regenerated because God's living in you, John 14, 23, then you're enabled by his causing you to be born again, 1 Peter 1, 3. You're born again not of your own will, John 1, 13. Then you're able to do the good works. But the good works are a result of the regenerative work of God in you, not a cause of it, nor do they contribute to it. And that's why... Uh, Paul says in Galatians 2.21, I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. Any part of the law, loving God, loving your neighbor, being nice, being faithful, all of this is part of the law, and it cannot save you. Only faith in what God has done, not faith in what you can do. In the Book of Mormon, 2 Nephi 25.23, For we labor diligently to write, to persuade our children and also our brethren to believe in Christ and to be reconciled to God, for we know that it is by grace that you are saved after all we can do. Now, Mormonism teaches God came from another planet and has a goddess wife and has relations with his goddess wife and produces offspring in heaven, and you can become a god of your own planet if you know handshakes and have secret hugs. This is for real. Now here's from the Watchtower, the Trinity. This is the, the Jehovah's Witnesses, excuse me, the Jehovah's Witness organization, which denies the Trinity, denies Jesus as God in flesh, denies salvation by grace alone in faith, alone in Christ, denies the physical resurrection. It says this, there are four requirements for salvation. Many have found the second requirement more difficult. It is to obey God's laws, yes, to conform one's life to the moral requirements set out in the Bible. This includes refraining from a debauched and moral way of life. Now, that is false teaching from a cult. In Roman Catholicism, paragraph 2068 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it says that we obtain salvation through faith, baptism, and the observance of the commandments. But what does Paul the Apostle tell us? We maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Romans 3.28, Romans 4.5, excuse me. But to the one who does not work, but believes, in him who justifies the ungodly. His faith is credited as righteousness. And notice what's important here, and I'll be done in just a few seconds. The one who does not work but believes, his works and faith are mentioned here, and one of them is removed. One who does not work but believes, that means it's faith alone. The one who does not work but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. That's the true gospel. And anyone who would deny that gospel is a false teacher and is not a true Christian. Okay. Okay. Thanks for right. that uh, for that uh, short short Bible study. Thank you. It's short, and I've gone over this thousands of times over forty years, and I cannot tell you how many times I've had to correct Christians correct people in cults who somehow think that their ability and their sincerity and their goodness somehow maintains their position with God. Now, I used this illustration earlier. I'll use it again now. now think, of, think of Jesus up on that cross and we are on our knees face to the ground and we're before that cross and the blood of God himself is trickling down that wood and mixing in the dirt. This is the place where redemption occurs, where the forgiveness of sins is guaranteed. 
where sins are removed by the work in the blood of Christ. But what we hear is some slow footprints behind us and they approach and we notice a person is walking past us and keeping his head down being humble as he walks up to that cross and he nails a list of his good works to that cross then he backs up and what he's hoping is that God himself will accept the equality of the blood of Christ and his own works in order to be saved because anyone who would say that you're saved by your faith and your works is saying that your works are an equal level to the blood of Jesus Christ and that God will accept both equally based on your sincerity and your goodness and that is blasphemy okay the true gospel needs to be preached we're justified by faith alone in Christ alone we have nothing to offer God but our sin and he takes it he bore our sin in his body in the cross first Peter 2 24 he died with it on that cross and by his blood we are cleansed John 1 first John 1 7 through 9 that the blood of Christ cleanses us this is why the Bible says by faith alone in Christ and yes it does in Romans 4 5 to the one who does not work but believes that's faith alone that's what it is that's the true gospel cults and false teachers teach to the contrary okay uh, thanks, thanks so much for this I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be sure to send them this video yeah I'm sure he'll be offended but uh, a, a humble man of God will say what does the scripture say if I'm wrong I need to be corrected and I will challenge anybody right now I mean this if you think that your works have anything to do with your salvation call me up and challenge me right here on the air We'll have a polite conversation, show me scriptures, and we'll demonstrate. We'll go through. And I'll ask you to, to do this because this is life and death. It's eternity in hell or heaven. That's how critical. And, Elijah, you are dead on right when you said it was a, just a super important topic. So good for you. Yep. Uh, th thanks so much. And I'll uh, enjoy the rest of your day, man. You too. Have a great weekend. Let me know what happens, okay? All right. Okay. Okay, God bless. This is the seriousness of the gospel, ladies and gentlemen. It needs to be preached. It needs to be defended. It needs to be known. And anybody who would teach to the contrary of what the scriptures teach in this regard are the spirit of the Antichrist. Let's uh, just we'll get to Mike here from North Carolina, but I want to give you guys an option. And there we go. We have nobody waiting right now. I was going to say, give me a call, 877 207 2276. If you don't call when we get back, I'm going to do some, uh, do some hate mail. But we have five open lines, 877-207-2276. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Welcome back to the show. I just got reminded, thank you, Laura, for uh, the reminder. Hey, guess what? We are going to have an online seminar, and that's going to be on the 19th of October. And that, let's see what day is that. That's going to be Wednesday next week. So uh, at 8 p.m., 
Eastern DT. What is EDT? Eastern DT. What is that? Uh, Eastern time, it should be, uh, for an online event. Now, I'm going to be hosting uh, three uh, people, uh, Trinitarian scholars Dr. Brant Bosserman and Dr. Vern Poitras and a guy I've known for a few years, Eli Ayala. We're going to be discussing the Trinity, and the topic is the Trinity Explains Everything. So it's going to be a really interesting discussion, so I hope that uh, you want to check it out. It's a $10 sign-up, and it's a one-time, two-hour event. And what happens is I just... uh, Put in some salt and pepper on the and a little seasoning on everything else that these guys are saying because they know their stuff, and I know the Trinity really well. So it'll be fun, all of us working together. But I want them to do the talk, talking more than me. And uh, there's some good scholars there. We're going to be doing this once a month on different topics, so please check it out. And uh, you can just go to the Carm.org website homepage, live online event, how the Trinity explains everything. Click on that, and all the sign-up information is there. Let's get to Joshua. From Salt Lake City, welcome. You're on the air. Hi there. Hi. Hey, is it important for is it important for Christians to know about Jewish mysticism and like books like the Zohar or the Kabbalah that Jewish people use? Yes, it is if they need to. Like I need to. So I've written a lot on the Kabbalah and the Zohar. And I've written on it on the, the Karm website. So, yeah. And it's uh, Jewish mysticism, and I recommend Christians stay away from it. It's pretty bad. Okay. I can't hear you. Are you there? Hello. I think you're breaking up a little bit there. You going to try it again? We'll give them a little bit longer. See if it works. If you got so, anything to Sorry, I'm in a bad service area right now. Okay, it's all right. So anyway, yeah, it's it's bad news, and uh, I recommend people stay away from it. Okay. Do Jewish people try to control um, regular people by using these books? Mm, Jewish people are regular people. Okay. Okay, but they call um, us goyim. Goyim. It just means uh, non-Jews. Goyim. Yeah. Okay. All so right. we're pretty much dogs to them. <laughs> uh, dogs was uh, the old Jewish uh, use uh, of of the uh, the Gentiles. Okay, in the Old Testament, and then Jesus even used it a little bit. Okay. So do so. Jewish people not think of us dogs anymore? And Jesus came. No, they they don't they don't look at us like that, right? Okay. 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 Good. And could, and then so if I wanted to read here what you wrote about the Zohar or Kabbalah, just go on the farm and search it, or that's right, and you'll find it. It's there. Okay, I've written on it. Okay, written many articles. All right. God bless, buddy. Okay. Great. All right. Hey, guess what? Um, <clears throat> Uh, we have some hate mail time because there's nobody waiting. If you want to give me a call, eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. I wonder how many radio shows. Do you know of any radio shows where they they read hate mail? I'm the only one I know that does that. 
Now, it's either men, means I have mental problems, which may be the case, or uh, maybe they're just not as hated as me, don't enjoy it as much. I don't know. Uh, maybe all of them are true. Who knows? But uh, I don't know of any other shows that do. I'm going to read a little bit of hate mail. We've got, a, got one in here uh, this week, actually. Uh, the Mormons worship the Mormon Easter Bunny, and I finally left them. Now, I know Mormonism well, and they don't worship an Easter Bunny. All right, so I don't know what this guy is saying. He says, I believe Karm is also worshiping their own style of Easter bunny. Okay, um, I don't know. I I don't believe in an Easter bunny. Uh, I, and uh, the, I don't think bunnies lay eggs. And I, you know, so I'm not sure what's going on. I believe Karm is also worshiping their own style of Easter bunny. Ah, wh- what is that? Anyway, I've given donations oh, to both in the past. I now believe that we are in awe of technologies that make us bow down and think that they are gods and have technologies that we bow down to. Hmm. It's more likely intelligence that is in the universe that for eons have developed way past our meager beginnings. Please take me off your emails. Okay, no problem. But uh, I enjoyed that one because something about worshiping the Easter Bunny I do not know what he means by that. I wish that they would you know, be more clear. If you're going to write a hate mail to me, folks, at least be you know sufficient in your explanation so we know what you're talking about. Reread it before you send it off. I usually say, wait a day, then come back and read it to see if it makes sense. That's what I'd recommend. Let's get to Crassia from Kentucky. Welcome. You're on the air. Uh, yeah, my name's Craig. Uh, hey. Oh, Craig. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Yes, Craig. Hey. Hey, Matt, okay. I was just, I uh, had a quick question for you. I'm a Calvinist. I was wondering what you thought of uh, Gnosticism and specifically what Irenaeus says of Gnosticism. And the reason why I ask is because I'm seeing a more prevalence of uh, yeah. these scattered groups calling themselves Gnostic, Gnostic. So I was wondering what you thought. Gnosticism is a uh, philosophical view that deals with knowledge from the Greek gnosis which uh, Gnosticism, in English, the G is silent. Uh, It maintains uh, the idea that there's a separation between God and the material world, that matter is evil and that spirit is good, and therefore Jesus could not have begotten flesh because matter is evil. And they would teach that you have to have special knowledge to attain salvation. Now, how they they get this special knowledge... I've heard different ways and different things. You just feel it. You just know it. There's ancient books. There's ancient whatever. And, you know, it's worth looking at and examining to see what they say. But uh, it's cultic, it's false, and it needs to be uh, dealt with as such as a false teaching that we need to uh, warn people about and they should stay away from. Okay? Okay? All right. Thank you, Matt. All right. All right, well, God bless, buddy. All right. Oh, sorry about that. And uh, if you want to give me a call, five open lines, 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call, okay? All right. Hey, I have an idea. Why don't we get to some hate mail, hate mail, hate mail. I'm trying to do an echo thing. didn't work. All right, let's check this out. Next one. I'll debate you on a level playing field anytime, you gutless coward. I think we did this one before. I like this one. This is a good one. Start a thread on karma between you and I on any Bible story topic you like, including the man-made 
Trinity ideology, which without you editing him, I've read this guy. He's just, yeah, he doesn't want to argue. doesn't want to do it. And uh, let's try this one. Let's try, let's try this one. Let's see. I came across your website, and only one word comes to mind. Oh, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm enjoying this. Only one word comes to mind. This is good, okay? After reading a, a bit and watching a few of your videos, wow. Unfortunately, I am not meaning wow in a good way. This is literally... <laughs> I can't read what he's going to say over the air. Literally the biggest bunch, uh, and he says some stuff. I have found, uh, uh, that I've found on the web in a long time, the fact that you speak articulately, well, thank you, That's I appreciate that, uh, and almost seem reasonable, <laughs> that's good, uh, is probably the part that makes my head hurt the most. What, that I'm articulate and reasonable? Wait a minute. The guy said, the fact that you speak articulately and reasonably is what makes my head hurt. So does he prefer like what Democrats speak, you know, dem speak, I call it, where you just nonsensical stuff? Maybe he wants dem speak. I don't know, you know, uh, that uh, evil is good and good is evil. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, some, somehow, not somehow, but he actually didn't say somehow, but he said two words, some. How you have a logical mind and illogical conclusions. <laughs> How do I have a logical mind with illogical conclusions? Then it wouldn't have a logical mind, now would I? This is simple logic. Gee whiz. All right. I cannot believe that you actually believe the you say. You must be putting up a front for money. It's the only explanation. Really? I didn't know that. That's the only explanation. That's why I did it for years and years and years without any income coming from it at all. There's no way that anyone can be as delusional as you on every subject and not be locked away in asylum. Wow, that's good stuff. Hey, folks, four open lines, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everyone, just want to let you know that we stay on the air by your support. Please consider supporting us. All you got to do is go to karm.org forward slash donate. Now, I would recommend, however, wait, wait a few days, okay? Because we're going to change, get away from PayPal. We've set it up before. We're going to do something different because we don't trust PayPal because they're just, uh, you know, just woke and ridiculous. And uh, they threatened uh, ministries and conservative groups with a $2,500 confiscation of money if they spread disinformation. And that's not allowed in the woke uh, 1984 uh, Big Brother um, uh, ABC stuff and all that. Okay, so uh, hold on. We'll give you more information next week. But anyway, to let you know. All right, let's get on the air with Mary from Ohio, whom we just lost. And now uh, let's get to Buck. From North Carolina, Buck. Welcome. You're on the air. Hello, hello. I stumbled upon your show. I was uh, turning the dial, and uh, I was listening to what you had to say uh, about various issues, and I wanted to know about uh, the expression "slaying the spirit." Where did it the come s- from? The what? Where did what come from? Slain, the expression "slaying the spirit." 
Oh, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where they, where, who originated it, where it came from. I don't know. It's a good question, though. Where did the origination of the phrase slain in the spirit come from? Don't know. I don't know. Okay. In the charismatic movement, too, though, I, I would say. Well, right. I was, uh, years ago, I was uh, in a favorite area, and there was a guy out of Texas, and he was wanting people to come down and get slain in the spirit. I never did go, because I was I thought they were talking about killing somebody. I said, no, I think I want that. But uh, it's kind of curious. Well, well, I know I know what the phrase means. I don't know where it originated from. And it's right. used in the charismatic movement, and generally what they're saying it means is that uh, uh, that the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you're knocked off your feet, and sometimes you shiver and shake and speak in tongues and uh, and uh, you know a, a really uh, exciting kind of movement and stuff like that. That's what they'll say. That's yeah, I've never seen a biblical re- reference for that. Me either. It may be, but I I haven't ever seen anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. So uh, I don't see it there in scripture either. Maybe I missed it. But after all these years, I've not seen it. So there you go. And I've read, and I've read the Bible several times through. Good. Okay. Well, thanks. I, I, uh, uh, how often do you be on? I was turning the dial and actually stumbled upon your show. <laughs> I'm on five days a week, and uh, from five this hour. Yeah, and we'll be done in about 10 minutes. At the top of the hour, we're done. So I'm on five days a week, and my name is Matt Slick. It's my real name. It's, it is. It's on my birth certificate, my uh, passport, uh, Matt Slick. And so we, it's called Matt Slick Live. And I'm a Christian apologist, oh. and I defend the Christian faith, and I teach the Bible, and I'm not apologetic. I tell it what it's, what it's like. I tell what the truth is. Women are not to be pastors and elders. You've got to believe in the gospel. Jesus Christ is God in flesh. Uh, salvation is by faith alone in Christ alone, etc. The Democratic Party is evil. Uh, Republicans aren't much better. I'll say it all, okay? But I'm a biblical uh, uh, biblical apologist. I defend the Christian faith, okay? I'll have, I'll have to tune in. I really like what you were saying. Good. That means you're okay. highly intelligent, if you like it, <laughs> okay? Yeah, okay. And I, and I joke around well, a lot, a lot, too. Okay, brother. Yeah, thanks. thanks a lot. All right, man. God bless. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, that's right. I'm not apologetic about doing apologetics. That would make a good T-shirt, Joanne. I'm not apologetic about doing apologetics. I like that. I could wear that. Don't it be else? That's a good one. You going to remember that one, Charlie? Write that down? That's right. I'm not apologetic about doing apologetics. Or I'm not apologetic about being an apologist who does apologetics. That would be confusing. Uh, which is fine. All right, let's get to some hate mail. We have uh, five, well, yeah, about ten minutes left. I'm going to read a little bit. This is a big one, but I won't read all of it. I'm just going to get, read a little bit and see how uh, how it goes. Your apology to Wiccans has greatly distressed me and my fellow Wiccan friends for many reasons. Now, Wicca, folks, is a subdivision of witchcraft. Now, they'll say it isn't, but it really is. It's uh, doing formulas. Uh, they do uh, seances, but they're, they say they just... They rephrase things, and they do spells to try and control the spiritual realm, and they do various things. At any rate, uh, so you could say it's witchcraft light, you could say it, and they worship earth and things like this. You may seem, you may seem in the apology that you are understanding, but the further I read, the more I felt like I was being addressed like a child who didn't know any better. 
you go on about how we wouldn't know if we were contacting demonic forces and we don't well you don't because you don't have the truth no one knows the truth behind any religion really no one knows the truth behind any religion that's a universal truth statement I love when people make statements like that and say how do you know how do you know all people's minds and hearts all over the world that you could say that no one knows the truth behind any religion really how are you knowing that because that would mean then that you know that no one knows the truth behind any religion which is a statement of truth about religion which is self-refuting <sighs> shooting fish in a barrel how do you know that what you worship isn't a load of crud excuse my language and if you answer with we go by the word of God and he provided us and speak to us which is what I would say, then we can very well say the same about the, the deities. Oh, man. There, there's so many philosophical issues. We talk about the plurality of, of minds that are behind the necessary preconditions for intelligibility and how it doesn't work. We get in all kind of stuff, but we won't. How about this one? So you're so full of crud, I can't believe it. Arnold Murray is blessed by God in his ministry. Why should he answer any questions to you? He is smarter than that. Uh, your karm is empty. Now the, you can usually find uh, detect detect the followers of Andrew Murray. Now he's passed away, but uh, you can find their followers. They're all they're almost always insulting, uh, condemning, and mocking right away. Uh, they they are unteachable, and that's uh, the case with this guy. So uh, let's see what has submitted emails. I'm here to answer some of your questions because I believe that all of you are simply bigoted unintelligent beings who wish to sound nice up front but who want to continue to throw salt in the wounds of everyone your ignorance has harmed that's pretty good uh, not well written but you know it was good enough questions for Wiccans do the gods and goddesses of Wicca actually exist this is a list of questions I have on the site let's see what this person says much like your God Yahweh they don't exist but it is the teachings and the togetherness they harbor that holds power wait the deities don't exist but the teachings and togetherness that they the deities harbor that holds power okay <clears throat> doesn't make sense together all people following this have something to believe in and get behind if the situations even or ever arise what situations it is as simple as that really that's simple and here's uh oh, we get more we can talk about it. let's get on the callers wow the hate mails aren't as good lately you know they're not as insulting as we need and what's i like man let's get to mary from ohio hey mary welcome you're on the air yeah hi mary are you there yes okay you're on the air so what have you got well, it's the same question about when to take communion. Okay, what is your question? Okay, you're going to tell it to me so I can I can answer it. What's your question? Is there a certain time to take communion? I've had people to tell me I could take it at home. Yes, you can. I've had people to tell me they only take it like at uh, Christmas and Easter. No, you can take communion uh, at home, okay? You can do that at home. It's all right. You don't have to have the ordained minister do it. You don't have to be in a church to do it. It's best if you're in with other believers. It's a sign right. uh, and a seal of the covenant 
but uh, and it's better to do it in a group of people. But if you can't because of situations, you can do it at home. It's all right. Right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. You have a great weekend. You too, Mary. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Okay. Well, God bless. Hey, we have five minutes waiting with nobody on the line. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Let's try another. Let's see. Hey, mail. I put this blank here to protect you from remote viewers who may have misused powers. That is actually an email. I put this blank here to protect you from remote viewers who may have misused powers. Okay. Well, if remote viewers are watching me, you know, they're going to need some uh, therapy afterwards. Okay. All right. Let's see. How about this? Uh, Dr. Wow. I seek the king of divine union. Some priests, let us drink it in one cup. Some priests and ministers of organized religions would play blow the man down by refusing to announce him as they have taken oaths to do. Woo. Sometimes people, uh, yeah, they don't make sense. You messed up liar. You don't listen very well, do you? <laughs> there you go. Now, that's a good good direct email I like that you Christians are so dumb you believe God made earth you ever know what God is male female or she male wow you just don't know and your answers are kind of ridiculous reason being you don't know the answers to my questions yeah man's carbon filling filing man's carbon filing is infallible so is every other man female including you my point being is if god is any type of matter animal person mammal anything something had to make it it don't just show up out of nowhere use your head or does the bible influence you that you have no brains to believe about cells <laughs> about cells and living organisms. Man, talk about incoherence. You know, uh, <laughs> man, I'll tell you, I love when people just <laughs> go on. <laughs> what are you saying? I wonder if people, you know, they get an insult bag. They have sentences of insults. They just pick them out of a bag. Let's put these together and we'll send it to him. <laughs> and they respond to that, you coward. What? Um, so, uh, Let's see. Laugh out loud. The old, the earth is older than the Bible. The Bible states that Adam and Eve, if Adam and Eve was the first ones on earth, was the first ones to be worked, then where are their remains? Oh, wow. Uh, they was never found, but do to all fact and fiction that there was people on the earth before the Bible. Wow. Okay. Rob said that one. Man, that's good stuff. Let's try one more. Nah, I don't know. We were almost out of time. Anyway, you know, there you go, folks. Uh, you know, it, it's a, <laughs> for me, it's a lot of fun. And uh, Fridays are, uh, Fridays are nights because I like it because I know I get two days off from radio and everything else. I get one day off. I watch TV all day on Sunday. And uh, I got a lot to do and I'll be working for another few hours. 
May the Lord bless you. I hope you have a great, uh, great weekend, and I hope you enjoyed the show. And please continue to listen, and please consider supporting us next week sometime because we got to change some finance stuff here because of stupid PayPal. So there you go. May the Lord bless you. I am out of here, and have a great one. God bless. Another program powered by the Truth Network.